Hello, everyone, and welcome to Diversify Her Podcast. I'm your host, Raven Hayward, and today I have Miss Angela Lewis. Angela is the founder of ALA Public Relations and is a former professional basketball player, championship winning coach, and author. Angela has gained significant media attention through her high-level sports experiences. She has been interviewed on every type of media platform while rising to the top to become a professional athlete. With the desire to inspire youth, Angela has published four books and has been a contributor to three others. She helped other authors public book, publish books and their needed assistance to gaining media placements and speaking engagements to share their messages. As a result, ALA Public Relations was created to help clients build brand awareness, connect with their target audience, and engage with new potential customers. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Raven, thank you for having me. I'm wonderful. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you. I'm so glad that you're able to be here with me today. So I'd love for you to just start off by telling us your journey and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I am originally from St. Louis, Missouri. And one of the key influences in my life was playing sports. As you mentioned in my bio, so I'm six foot one, six foot one inches tall. I've been this tall since I was 12 years old. And I was very uncomfortable in my own skin and I lacked confidence and playing basketball really helped me to gain that confidence. And I went on to play college basketball and professionally, but I always had this love for helping others. And so once I finished playing basketball, I started coaching. And while coaching, I got an idea to write a book. And so I started writing books and did all of my own PR and outreach. And that laid the foundation for what I'm doing now with ALA Public Relations. But I didn't know back then that I would be here. So those early experiences made a really big difference in my life. Right. So you saying how you lacked confidence and basketball being a way to help you. Um, so in what ways like did it exactly help you and how were you able to flourish and blossom into the woman you are today? One of the major ways that playing basketball helped was it taught me to always bounce back. And probably the most important skill that I learned is that you can master the fundamentals of anything and then continue to get better over time. So I saw myself, for example, not being able to shoot a left-hand layup. I know what that felt like because it was new. So anytime I'm doing something new, I can always go back to what it felt like at the beginning of playing sports and then ultimately where I ended up. So it just taught me the great lesson of you just stay with it, just stay with it and it'll get better. Right. So you also mentioned that you wrote a book. Could you talk more about what inspired you to write your book and what you wrote your book about? Yes, yes. I loved talking to young people and inspiring young people. And I gave a speech when I was an assistant coach at Southeast Missouri State University. And the outline for that speech became the contents for my first book, The Game Changing Assist, Six Simple Ways to Choose Success. And so the book tells stories from my adolescence and playing sports 
and how those lessons are life lessons that anyone can utilize, like um, having a vision for your future, listening to positive voices, volunteering. And so all of all of the lessons that I've learned through sport, I put them in the book to help inspire young people. Oh, wow. That sounds really amazing. So I'd love to know, um, just from your adolescence and just your journey so far, is there one moment where I guess it was the epiphany or maybe um, a failure moment or your biggest learning moment? Could you uh, tell us about one of those moments? Yes. When I was a senior in college, um, or do you want much younger? Um, you could do either one. Okay. Either Since one. you're in college, I think I think it's appropriate to, to talk about a college failure. Mm. Okay. I was a senior in college and well, defining moment. I was a senior in college and I really wanted to play in the WNBA like most college women basketball players. And so I went to the final four in New Orleans to participate in a combine. So it was basically a showcase for young women who were seniors in college who wanted to play professionally. And there Mm -hmm. were scouts who would be there to watch them play. And you possibly could get asked to come to a training camp or picked up for a team. So I trained Raven. Monday, Wednesday, Mm -hmm. Friday, I did not have class. My senior year in college, and I was working out so hard. And I was ready. Look, when I say Mm -hmm. I was ready, I was ready. Ready. So I go to the showcase. And when I arrive, everyone was leaving. Mm. And I walked in and I went to the event organizer and I said, Excuse me, um, the event wasn't supposed to start until like four. It was late late afternoon. And she says, Oh, I'm sorry, we had to change the time because there was another event going on. I didn't get a notification that the time was going to change. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this was this was one of the most heart wrenching. Oh, I cried. Of course, I went in the bathroom and boohoo. Like I could not believe that it was possible in life to work so hard for something, to do everything right Mm -hmm. and to have things not work out. This was my first major disappointment. Mm -hmm. And so. Ultimately, what came out of that, I went to my coaches, my college coaches, and said, I still want to play professionally. Like, I, I've worked this hard. I think I'm good enough. I know I'm good enough because of what I had done thus far. And they said, mm-hmm. okay, we'll help you. Ultimately, I ended up going to Germany. And I had never traveled internationally alone before. And this mm-hmm. is before WhatsApp, before <laughs> Wi-Fi, you know. But going to Germany really changed my whole life. And I'm currently living in Medellin, Colombia, in South America. And I wouldn't Mm. be here had I not gone to Germany. And so the lesson, though, so that the biggest disappointment was not being able to showcase that particular day. But the greatest lesson is that I will never miss another opportunity because I didn't reconfirm the time. And Mm. Raven, if you know how many times I looked at my calendar today, just to make sure, (laughs) you know, we were going to do this at this particular time. So that's Mm -hmm. the greatest lesson from that moment. Wow. Like, oh my goodness, that took a lot of, I know that took a lot just to 
be able to bounce back from that with that heart-wrenching experience. But that is a great lesson, you know, making sure to always double check and confirm times. I know that's something Mm -hmm. I've definitely learned since being in my first semester in college, always making sure I document everything and keep a calendar so that way I stay organized. Mm -hmm. But um, you mentioned going to Germany. So could you um, tell us about your experience in Germany and um, just what it's like playing basketball on a professional level versus a collegiate level? Germany was one of the most defining moments of my life because I had to figure out how to navigate another country where I didn't mm-hmm. speak the language and I had to learn to who to trust and who not to trust. And Germany really gave me a level of empathy for people who speak multiple languages, but not fluently. Mm. Um, I attempted to speak German and was <laughs> laughed at hysterically by my teammates. And so I grew a level of empathy for those who don't who don't speak a particular language as a first language. Mm. And so I think part of what made Germany so special was playing basketball and seeing how sport really connects people from all over the world. That's one of the major differences between, you know, playing internationally versus playing college. You want to meet people from all over the world. You're going to travel um, to different countries, but the game is at the next level. Of course, it's faster. It's more physical, all of Mm -hmm. those things. And it's very much a job in that you're not going to class half the day and practice. Like it's all it's all practice. Mm-hmm. So what led you to being in Colombia now? Mm-hmm. Since the experience in Germany, I've always wanted to spend more time internationally. I love learning about cultures and about different people. And I wanted to learn Spanish and speak Spanish fluently as just a life goal. Mm-hmm. And I came to visit friends who lived here in December of 2020, right after the world opened back up. Mm -hmm. And when I came here, I loved it. There are mountains everywhere. I have a great community of friends who are like family who live here. I'm definitely learning more Spanish. And it's it's just a beautiful, absolutely beautiful city and beautiful country. Mm. That sounds amazing. So I want to know, what advice would you give someone that possibly wants to co- to pursue a career similar to yours or just hearing you talk is very inspiring and just seeing how like free you are and how open you are to traveling and just adapting to new situations what advice would you give someone the advice i would give is find a mentor mentors have been one of the greatest gifts in my life so people who've been where I'm interested in going and follow the path that's already been laid out. If you know what you want to do, right? If you definitely want this type of career, whether it be entrepreneur or um, specifically in public relations, Mm -hmm. find someone, learn from them and then stay with it because there's, it's going to be a lot of ups and downs, but find a mentor, do what they suggest and stay, stay with it for the long game. So how do you exactly go about finding a mentor? I know 
um, at least at this point in my life with a lot of my listeners being in college, you know, sometimes we may find professors or may come across um, people that we see that are doing things that we want to do in the future. So what would you say is the best way to go about asking someone to be your mentor? That's a really great question. There's a few, a few things. The first thing is have a team of mentors for specific areas of your life that you want to learn more about. There isn't one person that knows everything about everything. So when I was in college, I used to think, oh, this one person can answer all of my questions. They're going to be my guide. Mm-hmm. But in reality, no, they're just people who know some things. So if it's someone who's interested in public relations, then reach out to me. Or if it's someone who's interested, so know, know what you want to learn. Know what you want to learn. There's not You don't have to know it with a capital K, but just decide what you want to learn. And then think about the people in your immediate circle. And if there's someone there, great. And if not, then... Um, you can always go online and reach out to people mm-hmm. and have specific questions that you want to ask, right? So I want to learn more about this or that. So be specific. I think it's the overarching piece of advice. Be specific about what you want to learn more about and then be specific about how in what ways you like help. Mm. Those are good tips. So I want to go back Um, You said this earlier about after you wrote your own book and you were doing your own PR and doing your own um, marketing and advertising for your book. Could you just tell us um, more about how that process was and when writing your own book, maybe some things that people don't always know um, that comes with it? (laughs) Yes, I'll answer the last question first. Everything takes longer than you think. Everything. Because we have, oftentimes we have these very rigid timelines Mm -hmm. and the timelines don't account for things just not working out. And things not working out is a part of life so that you can learn lessons. So that's that's part of it. The other piece is when I was in college, I majored in communication. Mm. And we would have these 20 to 25 page research papers. And I didn't realize at the time that they didn't really bother me. So when it came time to write my book, it was something that was natural that I didn't really think about as a gift or something that I enjoyed. So the process of writing was long because of all the revisions. You know, you have to go back and edit and change and make sure there's clarity. But it was one of the things I'm most proud of. I still, I received a text last week from a young woman who purchased the book years ago when she was a kid and her mom still had it and she found it and was really excited about it. So um, putting your words on paper, sharing your story is something I highly recommend others Mm. to do. That sounds amazing. And I'll make sure to have it linked as to where everyone can go purchase your books in the bio because you've written four of them, right? You've written four books. So um, was there ever like a moment where you knew, okay, I'm going to write this book now, or did it kind of just happen spontaneously? Like, how did you end up coming to the point of publishing four? The first book I published 
it came from a speech and the speech was received very well by the students. So I kept giving the same speech over and over again and then decided one day I should make this speech into a book because mm-hmm. one, it can stay with the young women longer and two, it's something that could be distributed in ways that I can't show up everywhere to speak. So, so that was the motivation behind that book. And so each one of the books was fulfilling a need that I saw directly with the young people I was working with or from parent conversations with parents. So for example, my second book, Post Moves, The Female Athlete's Guide to Dominate Life After College. So specifically Mm -hmm. targeting your age group. I saw that a lot of young women who play sports had trouble transitioning. So I interviewed 15 women, different sports, who are all now professionals about their experience. And so in terms of your question around mentors, this book was able to provide insight into various careers and how other professional women transitioned from college. Mm -hmm. So all of them were based on a need or conversations with people who I wanted to help. Wow. So is there maybe a particular need that you see right now that you're possibly getting book ideas from? I have so many ideas now. (laughs) So many ideas. I think what's at the forefront of my mind is this international experience that I've been having. You know, I I know the way that my world and life has opened up because Mm -hmm. of this experience and and I really have been thinking about how do I share this with people that I love, all my little cousins and nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and, you know, other young people who may not have had as much exposure to travel. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is the most that you've really gained from traveling, of course, being able to appreciate the cultures, but uh, I'd say specifically as a Black woman, you know, a lot of us maybe sometimes won't travel, maybe because of safety reasons or just not getting exposure alone. So what would you say has been really like the most fulfilling experience while traveling? The most fulfilling experience for me has been Seeing the diaspora all over. So the other day I met someone who was born in Kenya, but grew up in Australia. And you, mm. if you look at him, you think he's from St. Louis. I mean, he had <laughs> locks. He looks like anyone, you know, who, who I grew up with or mm. being here in Colombia and going to, there's a, a, Fest, um, this massive festival called Petronio Alvarez Festival every year, and it they celebrate the Pacific Coast. Well, there were a lot of Africans who were enslaved who came, who were mm. um, brought through the Pacific Coast, but to see the celebration of their heritage still intact was unbelievable. So that's been the most amazing thing is to understand that I'm a citizen of the world. Mm. not simply a resident of the United States, not only a resident of the United States, but a citizen of the world. And there are people that look like me and you all over. Wow. Would you say that that's what keeps you grounded or maybe um, like this is what helps you to keep peace or protect your peace? Or what do you 
I guess what I'm trying to ask is what do you do to uh, just protect your peace and stay grounded and um, mm. really, I guess, take care of your mental health as well? There are a few things. It's an ever-evolving process, but I'm really intentional about my health, you know, so I make sure that I eat well and that I move and stretch and that I do things that bring me joy. So I'm really clear about what brings me joy. Dancing. Mm -hmm. I love to salsa dance, which is amazing. And then I pursue goals with other people and Mm -hmm. that keeps me grounded. So although I'm here, there are fitness challenges that I'm doing right now with friends and family back home, or there's, um, family trips that we're planning. So what keeps me grounded is that piece. But then also I love my business and I love my work and I love my clients. And we have a team of four. I love our team and we have Mm -hmm. partnerships. So it's making sure that I don't create a life in isolation to protect Mm -hmm. my peace, but looking at what do I love and making sure that I'm intentional about pursuing those things that bring me the most joy. Mm, that sounds amazing so you mentioned your business um I really love to know what um inspired you to start your business and how long have you been running your business now so what inspired me to start the business is what I mentioned before that I was doing for myself and so Mm -hmm. I did all of my media outreach for myself for interviews podcasts newspaper I wrote all of my own press releases And this is kind of a tip to um, your listeners and like your classmates, the skills that you gain early on, you always have, but you don't always know how those skills are going, you're going to be able to use them in the future. And so my business started two years ago. However, I had already been doing it in this way. And so we focus on helping leaders in service-based businesses gain more exposure. Some of it is through podcasts. Some of it is on social media. Um, We want to help them express the great work that they're doing and how they're helping others. Wow, that sounds amazing. So as we come to the end of this episode, a signature question that I have is what's one piece of advice you would give Gen Z listeners to go out and diversify themselves? The one piece of advice that I would give Gen Z listeners to go out and diversify themselves is a piece of advice one of my mentors gave me. He said, the world is your opportunity. Go out in the world, expand your mind, and then go back and teach others how to do the same. So the world is your opportunity and go and explore the world. Yeah. Thank you so much for all of your great advice. And if any of my listeners want to reach back out to you, where can they connect with you online? They can follow me on Instagram or DM me on Instagram, Angela Lewis underscore PR. Our business page is at ALA Public Relations. And of course, they can contact me directly, Angela at ALA Public Relations.com. Perfect. And I'll have all of that information um, in the bio below. Thank you again so much for coming on. It's so inspiring to hear your story. And I can't wait to read your books and hopefully 
um, a book coming in the near future about your travel experiences. I'll be looking forward to that. Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I'll catch you next time on Diversify.